1: everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. I am Rochelle Lawson, your host, and today's show is going to be very special. I have a wonderful guest who has a lot to share with us, and what makes it so um, wonderful is that it's going to be a little bit different. As you know, this show is about how to reduce or eliminate stress from our lives. And my guest today is going to give us some very interesting ways in how um, stress we are affected by stress and and how we can utilize what she's going to talk to us about to help us with managing that better in our lives. So today's guest is Kimberly Burkus. And Kimberly is a chiropractor and she's been practicing chiropractory for 15 years. She's also an ordained minister. And what she does is she helps people with um, acute or chronic pain, mentally and emotionally, who are motivated to make changes in their lives just basically feel better. So without going into a lot of explanation about Kimberly, I, as you guys know, like to just bring the guests right in and just give you as much content and information as possible. So hello, Kimberly.
0: Welcome to the show. Hi, Rochelle. Thanks for having me on.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. I know the guest, um I'm sorry. I'm all off track today. I know the listeners are going to be very intrigued to learn about what you do um, and how you really address or help people that are suffering from acute and chronic pain, which you know can really um, add to the stresses in our daily lives. I know that the listeners are going to want to know what you do, so let's just go in. Tell us a little bit about what you do.
0: Okay. Well, I have an office here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And for 15 years, I've been seeing people come into my office with all kinds of conditions, some of them physical, some of them mental, emotional. And what I do is, first of all, I help people understand what what got them to where they are today. And then I I work with them, with their body and with their energy. I utilize a type of chiropractic called network spinal analysis analysis and i do exercises called somato respiratory integration so i use these tools to help people one become in tune with their body and then two to once they're in tune to know how to make change on their own because i think that's what we really want we don't want to have to go see somebody every time something comes up an ache or pain right we want to be able to we want to be able to make change on our own and that is One gift that I feel so good about is that I help clients be able to help themselves, and that is really the the biggest thing I hear from the people that I work with. And I do that by working with their bodies. I teach workshops at my office. I have started doing some online coaching and some Skype calls with people who don't live near me but want some support. And that's been a really fun new avenue that I've been exploring also
1: wonderful so let's let's just give the audience or the listeners i keep saying audience and i mean listeners um forgive me you guys out there in in listening land if i refer to you as an audience because really truly i think you are my audience and you are our listeners and i think the two words go interchangeably so forgive me if i'm offending anyone by calling the listeners audience or vice versa um with today's show um because we have Kimberly here and she does some really unique things, um, we're going to break it up into really, you know, the effects of stress and how we handle that on our, our, you know, how we handle that mentally, physically, emotionally. And then we're going to talk about um, some of the techniques or things that Kimberly just mentioned that she utilizes with her clients to help them out of that. And I am a real advocate of empowering people and educating people to be able to handle things within their lives so that they do not need to continue to come to someone every time a problem surfaces in their life that causes them stress or, you know, can be difficult or challenging. Um, So I'm all about that as well. I think the more we empower and educate our society, the better our society will be in the long run. So we're going to break this show up into a couple different aspects. But what I would like to really jump into is, um, as we all know, stress is just an inevitable part of our life. It can be good and it can be bad. And there's no need for me to talk about the good because, you know, basically I'm here to help you handle the things when stress is out of control for you and you're feeling overwhelmed. So let's talk about, um, Kimberly, how you see stress manifested in some of the people that come in and seek out your services?
0: Yes, I see it manifested in so many ways. Um, A big thing, big things that I see with people coming into my office are headaches, insomnia, back pain, neck pain, ankle pain, um, digestive problems has has become a big one for people. Um, Anxiety, depression, addictions—you know, to whatever, whatever it is, Facebook, coffee, and- <laughs> 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 social
1: media, <in laughs> general technology. Yeah.
0: Um, and so I, I see so many, many signs. I mean, really, any type of ailment that we have—physical, mental, emotional—many of them can be traced to us having challenges with handling stress. And the thing is that sometimes we don't even know we're having those challenges.
1: You know, that's yeah. a good point. And I, I don't mean to cut in because I just I just yeah. want to really emphasize to the listeners that you mentioned some very common classic complaints that people come in with or, you know, that people have every day. The headaches, the, the digestive challenges, the, you know, the not feeling well, the not feeling vibrant, the, the depression. How many people out there, and I want you guys out in the listening land to really hone in on this, how many of you out there have been experiencing these challenges, or I like to call them challenges, experiencing these challenges that Kimberly just mentioned and don't even know or recognize that it could be related to stress? And that's really important because a lot of times we tend to think that the headache that we have You know, we have some underlying medical condition or, you know, we want to make it into some grandiose disease or illness or something like that. And really, all it could be is that we're just so stressed that that's just how it's manifesting to us. That's how our body's talking to us. And we're not recognizing that language. So I really want to emphasize to people that if you've been experiencing any of these things that Kimberly just mentioned, pain, headache, digestive challenges, depression, melancholy, any of that, that could all be related to how well you're handling or not handling stress. So I'm sorry, Kimberly, just go on. I just like to really no, I- pick out things that people can you know grasp to that we just often take for granted and call their attention to it.
0: Well, I just think that's a wonderful point because, again, one of my my first things that I do with people is help them connect what's going on with their body, with their life, because socially, it's a lot more acceptable to talk about physical aches and pains or even diseases than it is to talk about deep emotional pains Right. or that I don't have enough money or... You know, my husband and I are arguing all the time. Those types of conversations are harder to have than, wow, I have a headache.
1: Right, right. And
0: I think as a culture, our culture supports it being more okay to talk about what's wrong with your body than what's wrong with your emotions or your relationships or other things. So I'm glad you you emphasize that.
1: That's great. Yeah, I... um... I truly agree with you 100%. It 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 does become easier to talk about the surface stuff than to talk about the underlying stuff, which is, you know, emotional. A lot of people don't want to expose themselves or make themselves or they think they're vulnerable or, you know, they've got to put on some facade that, you know, I'm perfect or whatever, that my life is perfect or whatever the case may be. And what the symptoms and signs of um, what I'm experiencing, signs and symptoms of what I'm experiencing doesn't necessarily have to do with anything that's connected to me emotionally. But I think what a lot of people will find is that what's underlying or the emotional stuff actually is manifesting in the physical symptoms. And that's something that you really need to pay attention to. Absolutely. So now, um, you know, stress is, as I mentioned, is a part of life. I don't care, you know, how wealthy you are or how poor you are and, or whatever level in between. We all are going to... Um, experience some kind of stress in our life. And like I said, it could be good in the fact that, you know, our fight or flight kicks in, but for the majority of the time when we're operating at such a stressful level, it becomes bad and it takes a toll on our mind and our body. How can, um, how can someone make themselves more efficient at handling, you know, stress? Would you
0: say? Well, there's a lot of, a lot of ways to do that. Uh, The first way, I think, is to look at what we're doing when we feel stressed. And again, this can lead back to to being a little detective in your own life as to what, what types of behaviors am I doing when I'm stressed. And I see people doing two types of behaviors. The types of behaviors that I call destructive behaviors, uh-huh. which can be like... Smoking or drinking or spending two hours on Facebook <laughs> or um, you know for some people it can even be exercising exercising compulsively right then there are other ways that are constructive ways to to handle stress which are you know he- exercising in a healthy way yoga healthy eating like for example this morning. I noticed I was feeling a little excited and a little nervous about our talk today. And one of the things that I do when I'm feeling stressed or nervous, which is fear and excitement, are kind of the same thing. My right. daughter and I always say, you know, fear. If you take a deep breath into it, it turns into excitement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. Love that. Yeah. That one again, just just in case you know, there's some listeners out there that might be experiencing fear right now. Tell them that again. That's fabulous
0: yeah you just if you're feeling fear just take a deep breath just take a deep breath bring your shoulders back breathe up into your chest and it it can turn into excitement and I, I love that I mean that's one simple way the other the other thing that I did this morning is I love to drink coffee and I think you know coffee in itself in moderation a cup here or there is fine But I noticed myself feeling nervous, and I noticed myself wanting to have a second cup of coffee when I was already feeling a little, like, amped up from my first cup. (laughs) Now, I know if I have the second cup, I'm going to get more nervous and jittery, and I'm not going to feel like myself. Then my blood sugar is going to drop. Then I'm going to get super hungry, and I could see the cascade up to this conversation, and it did not lead me to a good place. (laughs) So what I did instead was I got a cup of peppermint tea.
1: Oh, fabulous. You know, as me an Ayurvedic health practitioner, anything herbal, natural, holistic, I am all for So did you guys hear that? She got a cup of peppermint tea. How yummy does that sound? Okay, Kimberly, go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well,
0: it was great. And then I felt so good. And I look at that as a constructive way of handling stress because then it let my fear expand into the excitement and feel the excitement rather than me doing something that's going to create more contraction and stress and my body's going to get all tight so so in order to handle stress more efficiently we really have to look at our behaviors and what we do when we're under stress and how we feel then after we've done what we do
1: that's 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 really um, powerful I don't know how many people out there really recognize how connected behavior is with regards to how well or how well or how not well you handle the stresses that come into your life. Um, I think sometimes some of our behaviors and with regards to how we handle things that come in our life are definitely learned behaviors that we pick up as a child when we see or experience situations within our family growing up and you see how your parents handle certain things, and it's just a natural inclination for a child to pick up, you know, children learn from their environment most. And so um, when you see someone in your life, handling something appropriately or inappropriately as a child you don't really know you just see how they handle things you tend to pick up that behavior and then later as an adult you don't always understand why you handle things the way you do you just know that you handle them that way and whether it's appropriate or not appropriate you just know how you handle them and, and that's just the way it's probably always been, and that's the way you think it's always going to be. But we're here to tell you and share with you today that it doesn't have to be that way, especially if you're not handling things appropriately or the stresses that come into your life. And also, as Kimberly stated, how connected your behavior is you know, with what you do. Um, I just love how you're just honing in on certain I would like to say, sore points for people. It's like when you go to get a massage and you know you have tension in your neck and your back and your shoulders, but they hit but the massage therapist might hit that spot on your arm that you didn't even realize was sore because that wasn't you know, you're so focused on your neck and your shoulders and Um, And you you realize, well, gee, I have a sore spot here that I didn't recognize. I have a sore spot here that I didn't recognize. And pretty soon you you have all these other sore spots that feel good when she's massaging them. Same thing with handling stress and, and, you know, learning to connect it to your behavior. Um, It can be very enlightening and eye-opening and awakening and actually can really begin you or put you on your, your path to your blissful life and And so, Kimberly, can you, you know, I want to back up a little bit because we, I kind of got off track with having you explain some things, but I, um, in relation to how to handle stress, but, you know, can we go back a little bit and I just want to say, or have you explain to us, what are some warning signs that someone, first of all, what are some warning signs that people can become aware of when, that will allow them to recognize that they might be stress to the mass or getting stressed to the point where they can't ha- handle it. And then secondly, um, what are some of the warning signs that someone is not handling stress well? Can you
0: address both of those for us, please? Yeah. Well, being th- the first one, you said sort of stress to the max and not what's the first question was.
1: Yeah. Um, being stressed
0: and, and not even knowing you know, not even, not even knowing, like being stressed, got it.
1: Yeah. And not, you
0: know, simple. I mean, it can be really simple things like, like your posture, like feeling slumped over and like you can't sit up straight and believe it or not. And we can go into that later on. And I work with people a lot in my clinic, but challenge in posture or difficulty holding your body in an erect position can really be a sign that your body's feeling overwhelmed. I mean, look at People, I, I always think of a story. I used to live in New York City, and I grew up and grew up there. And I was a very troubled, challenged teenager. <laughs> and I remember walking down the street one day, and some construction worker yelled at me, "Hey, come on, cheer up! It can't be that bad." And I was thinking, "Well, how does he know I feel so bad inside?" Right. But he could tell by looking at me. You know, so look at yourself in the mirror. Notice how your body is. Are your shoulders all, all bent over? Are you have, do you have a hard time sitting up straight? Do you notice that your head is held out really forward? Do you notice that one of your pant legs are longer than the other? Just these basic things about noticing what's happening in your body. And if you have tension in your body that is there all the time, chances are you're not handling your stress well. That is definitely something. I mean, I work with people's bodies. We are not a physical society. We don't do a lot physically.
1: No. And the tension
0: that I feel in people's bodies, in their muscles, the loss of function and motion in their bones, this has to do from with holding it all inside. If you're I, not somebody that, that expresses yourself right. or feels uncomfortable or you even just feel bad about yourself, then chances are you're not handling the stress in your life well, and you may not even know it. You may just be used to that that's the way it is.
1: Right, right. Wow. That's that's uh, that's just very interesting and powerful. Now, um, what are some of the warning signs that, you know, I mean, there's classic warning signs, but, you know, they tend to be really, overt, you know, such as violence and things of that nature. But Mm -hmm. what are some of the subtle warning signs that, you know, people should pay attention to or become aware of, not only just being in touch with their bodies, but, you know, just stuff that they may not even recognize with regards to how well they're handling their stress.
0: One thing that I commonly see in people, I think we've all had that day where we're so busy and we get home and our mind is racing, and we we almost just feel like a freight train is running through us. Mm-hmm. And it seems like we can't can't get ourselves to relax or unwind. And like the only thing that's going to do it is a glass of wine or a beer. Right. And that that just thing might if you can't bring yourself to a relaxed state, without like a, a substance, that would be that would be a, an indication that if you're having to, to, to take alcohol, and, I, you know, I love wine. This is nothing against having a glass of wine. Right. But if you can bring yourself down before you reach for that glass of wine, that's going to be a more empowered way and, and, and deal with some of the stress that you're under. So that's a big one that I think of. You know, even just racing mind, people having thoughts constantly going, where they have a hard time paying attention. I mean, I see it in my husband and I when we have a conversation. <laughs> we're like two people talking. You know, we're not even listening to each other. We both are like da, 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 da. And relate to that one. Yeah. And then like we realize you walk out of the room and you're like, Wow, we didn't even relate to each other or listen to each other. I, so so that type of mind racing is definitely um what I see a lot with people as far as some more of those subtle cues, uh, insomnia is a big one, too. I think waking up again with that mind racing, waking up in the middle of the night, not being able to sleep. I, I always say for myself right now that if I have insomnia, it means that something in my life is not working and I need to make a change. And that is, and that is, is you know, I think we all want to look at if we're having a hard time sleeping, what is it that's keeping us up at night?
1: Right. What, what
0: do we need to change? So that's, um, that's definitely something. You know, just, just even difficulty relating to people or feeling isolated or feeling alone. All of these types of, of experiences with ourselves can be an indication that we're, we're not handling the stressors of life as good as we could be.
1: You know, that's um that's really interesting. I keep saying I hate I hate to keep using the same words interesting and powerful and profound, but really I think those are the best words that describe this because um, you know, once upon a time I was an ER trauma nurse and did that for a mm-hmm. long time. And I used to um in the midst of chaos In the ER, I worked at night, so, you know, the most heinous things happened between midnight and 5 a.m. And in the midst of handling the most chaotic situations on the most chaotic nights, I was always the person that seemed to be the pillar of calm for my team, whether we're running a code or, you know, Somebody's crumping, really, they're really sick and they're crumping and it becomes, you know, kind of like crisis state to, you know, do the best we can to heal that person or get them stabilized. The thing that I noticed most was that, um, you know, people, they they tend sometimes to internalize it. And I always used to get asked the question, well, how can you work in the ER? Isn't that so stressful? Isn't that, you know, and I would say, no, it's not. It's, I guess maybe I'm a little different. But for me, it wasn't stressful at all because my my mind and body and everything about me was focused on my patient or my patient. Um, and then when I left in the morning to go home, when I walked out of that ER, I left all of the chaos and mayhem and all that behind me and I and I was just able to do that with grace and ease and until the next shift or whatever. But I never came to work um stressed and I never operated in a stressful manner, meaning, you know, being short with my teammates or irritable or with the patients or, you know, it, it just it just didn't fit for me. And so here I'm listening to you talk about that. And I know of many a many of people who would leave work and go home and okay so i'm working nights getting off at seven i work with several people that would go home would leave work go home in the morning and have a beer or have a glass of wine and i just was like how can you do that for me it was just like unconscionable but i think because i was able to handle the stress of my job with grace and ease and didn't internalize it um, i was able not to pick up those habits. I realized what was happening was those that were not able to handle it and began to internalize it, which, as to nurse burnout, um, was picking up those habits that they thought were actually helping them, but was becoming detrimental to them. And so, um, when you mention that, I I like having a glass of red wine, and here I am, this holistic health practitioner, and you know, I I um, agree that you know it can be soothing and, and con- conscious prevailing in one aspect, but when you utilize uh, that as a crutch, alcohol or drugs or exercise or eating or whatever the case may be as a crutch to help you feel better, that's a telltale sign that you really need to look deeper into yourself and really discover why you're reaching out to this external band-aid to help you feel better when all you really need to do is reach out and look inside your heart. And allow yourself, if you need to cry, to cry or allow yourself to um, tap into your emotional being so that you can heal yourself and and not become dependent on these external substances. And I know I went on blah, 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 you know, about that. Cool. I think it's just, I just try to relate it to a human thing. You know, I notice people get really irritable when they're stressed and they will say, I'm like, are you stressed? And they'll say, no, I'm not. But Everything they're doing, mind, body, what they're exhibiting is all about stress. So I love Mm -hmm. how you put that into context for everyone to be able to, you know, say, hey, well, maybe I am doing that and maybe I need to become more aware of I am doing this and why am I doing this? Is it to ease my stress or is it because I enjoy doing it and I'm not really stressed? Because you don't want to let those things that are not good for us become
0: habitual, it kind of becomes a whole right. different problem. Um, and-, well, I, and I just want to add what you how you expanded on that. It's so beautiful because really when we engage in those destructive patterns of handling stress, we're really trying to, to not feel something. We're trying to move away right. from whatever it is we are experiencing. We're trying to not feel the anger, not feel the sadness, not feel the fear when we can we can make healthier choices like like you were able to do with your work where you chose to I am serving and I am loving these people, that is that is you're moving toward your goal. Like this morning when I chose peppermint tea <laughs> I was moving toward my goal of being able to be here and fully present with you on this call. And so it's it's we it it's health the healthier habits and they will when we start picking healthier habits we're gonna feel maybe some things right I used to smoke I mean everybody I know that smoked what happens when you stop smoking what what emotion comes up
1: I guess you, I would say fear
0: I don't know fear could be fear uh huh
1: I mean, well I you do. go ahead <laughs> excuse me I never smoked so. Although my husband smokes and you know my mom smokes, mm-hmm. um, I never smoke. I I just think that um, for my for instance with my husband, he quit he's quit several times. But I always noticed that when there was a stressful situation, even though he may have been have quit for eight nine ten months, a stressful inf- uh, situation would be enough to push him over. And I kind of would wonder like why would you be so why would you do this for so long. Just to revert back to the old habit that took you so long to break. The stressful situation usually was like a death in the family or something like that, where right. it's an emotional thing. You've got to connect with it. But if you can find something where you don't have to connect with it as fully as you need to, then you choose the path of least resistance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Yep. That's that's just what I see, or you know, what I've experienced. And so, like with you, when you smoked. You know, I I know it's comforting and um, all that good stuff, but do you think that uh, it also helps to ease the the uh, aspect of maybe fear or something that's fear based that
0: might might be surfacing? Oh, absolutely. You know, the thing is, it's so it's temporary. You know, I I, I love to tell the story because. It's funny. <laughs> it makes our point. I signed up when I, I was a chiropractor and working and in my practice for a few years. And I signed up for my my spiritual program, my three year certification for my ministry program. Mm-hmm. And the first year was about going deeper into your emotional state. And I signed up for this program, and I'll tell you, I had not been smoking. I started smoking, like I'd be working on people and thinking, I can't wait till I get in my car and light up a cigarette And here I'm so embarrassed I'm talking to people about keeping <laughs> themselves healthy and I'm running out to my car smoking cigarettes as soon as I'm done. But looking back it was because I committed to looking deeper at, at some of the things that you were talking about, some of our things, habits that we develop in childhood. And, you know, after a while, that ease and been abated as I became more comfortable with my emotions. But I always think of that story as a great story to to it would be a great story for, for exhibiting what exactly what you're talking about here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I, I love how we're just bringing this really, our conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, we're just bringing it down to a real, mm, you know, like cozy up on the couch with your girlfriends or your friends you know with a hot cup of cocoa or whatever you know something and just really you know having that intimate conversation um, with your friends I like how we're doing that and I think um, I think it's good to have conversations like this that are not so much about this is what it is, and this is what you need to do, and this is how you fix it. But really, connecting with people on a more intimate level, um, because I think when you connect with people on an intimate level, they're more able to relate and listen to what you're trying to, you know, tell them or show them or explain to them or educate them about. So I, I really love how we're taking this, and I, I feel like I need a, I feel like I need a hot cup of cocoa. Um, I know. <laughs> Peppermint tea. Yeah, <laughs> no, would love the peppermint tea, absolutely. Or, or better yet, I make this concoction, and I'm totally off track now. But I make this concoction of um, lavender lavender and chamomile tea and um, that's what I like to do when I sometimes come home after you know working a hard day and I just really want to chill and relax and get my relaxed zone is I'll make me a cup of lavender tea or a cup of chamomile and lavender tea and just it just allows me to settle into the essence of first connecting with the earth through the herbs And then just feeling that whole sense of relaxation come over me as I smell the aroma of the lavender and chamomile, you know, tea. It just really is relaxing. So I guess what I'm saying is to those of you out there that, you know, you go home and you have a beer or you have a glass of wine or a shot of whiskey or whatever it is to calm your nerves down after a hard day, try some lavender tea or some peppermint tea or some other herbal tea that's really going to be relaxing and grounding to you. And I guarantee you that you will feel so much better and you'll feel just as relaxed as having that, you know, cup of wine, I'm sorry, glass of wine, shot of whiskey or that beer. You'll feel so much relaxed, but you won't have the buzz and you'll be, a, you'll be on this natural high, which is just I think the best high there is, is to be natural, naturally high and elevated and exuberant and feeling fabulous. And so with that, I'm going to move into, tell us, Kimberly, now you mentioned some very interesting things that you do with your clients. And we're going to move into this section about really, truly what it is you do with your clients. What caught my um, ear the most um, is the network's Final analysis. Can you stop mm-hmm. that?
0: Well, yeah. Um, I. It, I'll give you a little history about myself. and that, um, I grew up totally lost. I was a lost kid who had no idea what she wanted to do, and that carried into my my early adult life. And I, my mom who still lived in New York, I was living out in Minnesota, she told me about this type of chiropractic work. that You go and, you know, you they work on you and you feel like a different person. And I was like, really? This I don't need a chiropractor. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm 21 years old, you know. Right. But she yeah. came to visit me and she made an appointment for me. And I went and I started, like, feeling my body. Like feeling things move in my body, mm-hmm. and I have had a, I have had a lot of of emotional trauma in my life, physical trauma, mental trauma, everything. Right. So for, so for me, and this is what I notice with people that come in, the more trauma or more tension that you have, and you may not even know you have it, the more fuel there is for healing. Right. So when people come into my office all tight and twisted and they say, like, is there hope for me? I'm like, there's amazing hope for you because those people get the biggest changes. Right. But anyway, I started feeling myself changing and then I started going to the, some weekend retreats with network spinal analysis called the Transformational Gate. And those are so cool. You get worked on in a room full of like 100 people. And this work really helps you feel your body and feel the energy of your body and you know, and helps you become more flexible. And so I came home from one of these weekends, and I had been really lost in my focus. Like I said, I never knew what I wanted to do. Right. And then I had this, this experience of, like, like, light comes out of the sky, and, like, you're going to go to school and learn how to do this. <laughs> what I hate school, no, but I did it, and I made it, and I made it through, and and I love work using this work with people. It was developed by a man um, named Dr. Donald Epstein. Uh huh. Back in 1983, and he networked different chiropractic techniques together, where it's where the term network spinal analysis came from. It was originally network chiropractic now Network Spinal Analysis. And it's a system of working with the body and the nervous system and the brain to help create change, to oh. help create. First, that we want to do is to help people find and release tension in their own body. Right. And that's the first thing that we want to do. So I do gentle, light, gentle touches along people's spines and have them pay attention and focus their breath in that area. Uh-huh. And after seven, eight minutes on the table, people get up, and they'll be like, I feel like I had a an hour massage, or I could have fallen asleep. So it, it activates the brain and the body to remember their connection and release the stress that's been built up in the body. And so then does, what happens over – go so, ahead.
1: So does this work – does it work on the – autonomic nervous system as well as, um, you know, the entire nervous system, both autonomic and, and, or does it, it, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is it works in such and puts the person in such a relaxative state um, that it actually is beneficial for the entire nervous system, Correct.
0: Absolutely, it stimulates the frontal lobe, which is like the higher organizing part of our brain. Right. It brings us from more in the reactive stress part of our brain, you know, like like the part of our brain that a lot of us live in from day to day, like oh my god, I got to do this and I got to do that and blah blah blah, right. blah, into the part of our brain that assesses, wow, is this a good choice for me? <laughs> oh, I love it. Love it and. So people really have a, a state change. So this work—it's what we call somato-psychic. You know, we've all heard of psychosomatic, right? Like, but we—how what it is—is is that a, a state change of the mind is created by working with the so, soma, which is the body.
1: hmm Beautiful. So, <clears throat> so a little bit more about this network spinal analysis. Do you, do you? Is that, I I guess what I'm trying to think of, or how can I, I'm trying to equate it is, um, is it's extremely beneficial to someone that's in an extreme stress state, correct? Oh my,
0: oh my God, so beneficial. Like, so, yes, extremely beneficial.
1: And it's something that, That, of course, makes the person feel really good. Like you said, they can be on the table for seven, eight minutes, and they feel like they've been through an hour massage, which I always say is, you know, when you finish that massage, how you feel is exactly what I call the state of bliss. You're just feeling absolutely fabulous, relaxed, you know, peaceful, just all the good, yummy yummy emotions that we should be experiencing. This um, network spinal analysis allows a person to do that right?
0: Yeah, it does help you access a deeper range of yourself. I so it will help you access more peace. And oftentimes people will feel more of the other emotions as they progress, or as they enter care. Sometimes people might say, like, I got home and I cried and I cried. And then they come in the next day and there's less tension in their body.
1: Oh, that's great, because it's probably something they really, really needed to do. And and by them working with you and you performing this on them, you've allowed them a um, safe place to be able to release that.
0: Rochelle, you said it, like, perfect.
1: Oh, yay, I got it.
0: (laughs) And especially using the word safe, because many of us, our nervous systems are in defense. Right. And when we're defended, we're defending because we don't feel safe. Right. So the first goal of reworking with people is helping the, the nervous system go from defense into safety. So you you got it perfect there.
1: Oh, yay. So all you guys out there listening if you didn't catch anything important or you just tuning in or whatever the case may be, um, Kimberly is sharing with us this wonderful technique called network spinal analysis that helps her clients um, to feel so much better and put them in such a safe space that they're able to sometimes release all the gunk. I say toxins in them that have, Build, building up that they don't even know about that's causing them stress. This technique and, and what she does allows them to be in such a place where they feel so safe that they're sometimes able to release a lot of garbage that will help them to feel so much better and, and have so much less stress in their, in their minds and bodies. That is just phenomenal. And I want her to tell us to continue talking about it because I think it's something that we all should at least learn about, know about, and know how to access someone that can provide that service
0: to us. So go ahead on, Kimberly, tell us some more. Oh, there's so much to tell. <laughs> um, well, another, there there is self-care exercises that go along with this that was also developed by Dr. Donald Epstein called somato-respiratory integration. And I can certainly um, give everybody to the information when you want me to, about okay. where, to, where to access these things, but there's a wonderful workbook he has.
1: Why don't you just if mention you, it right now, Kimberly? Just mention where if you can access it, yeah.
0: If you go to the Association for Network com, you can find a network spinal analysis practitioner, and you can also order this workbook called the Somato Respiratory Integration Workbook. And in this book, it goes through what happens to us under stress. What happens to our brain when we're when we're stressed and we're overwhelmed, and we literally check out because we can't deal. Right. And I'm sure we've all had times in our life where you think, "Wow, well, I don't even remember," because we were so overwhelmed. So when we check out, that that information and that energy has to go somewhere, and it goes in our body. It goes in our our muscles and our bones and our spinal cord goes in our our, our fascia. It, it it hangs out there until we're ready to release it. And either we make a conscious choice or our body says, "Okay, now we're in pain. It's time time to go get some help." Right. Right. So so these exercises. There's 12 different exercises to do, um, but the the first exercise involves. And it really, these exercises involve coordinating your brain with breath and with touching your body. Ooh. And a lot of people say like, oh, I breathe and I breathe into certain areas. And that's great. And a lot of people say like, oh, I gave myself a massage or I stretch, which involves the body. And other people say, well, I use my mind to make myself relax. And all of them work. Right. And when you you bring them together, like even just right now. Put your hand like on your upper chest, and just just feel what that feels like. You know, a lot of us we don't even take time to to feel our body. Just feel like, oh, is it soft? Is it hard? Move your hand around. Does my skin move? And then take a moment to just breathe and feel your breath move your hand. Oh, I love that. So it's and like just just this breathe- total connection. Yeah, and then your brain is paying attention to what's happening there. You're not breathing and thinking about what you're going to do, you know, when you get to the grocery store. You're being fully present with your body, fully present with your breath, and your brain is allowed to really take in the information that is stored there. And sometimes in some parts it's like, wow, this feels good. I can move this part. In some parts might be a little pissed off. Right. You'd say, like, where have you been? You go to take a breath there and nothing happens. Like I have some clients where literally their body can't move because so much tension has been stored in there. Right. And, I, and so we do this with three different parts of the body, with the upper chest, with the middle of the body, kind of where the ribs come together, and then over the belly button.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And if, if you just laid on your back, and touched and breathed in those places three times, three times, three rounds of that, mm-hmm. your day would be totally different because you're, you're connected. You're connected to yourself.
1: Okay, hold but, on. I, I want to emphasize this. This is really, really good, yummy, yummy, yummy stuff, you guys. So I want you guys to really pay attention and listen to this. If you are driving – Pull over and write this down. I'm going to have Kimberly repeat it again because um, I think it's very profound and can make a significant difference in your daily life. Even if you don't do anything else that I ever talk about on this show or anything, if you do what she's saying, these things right now and incorporate them into your life, daily living where it becomes a habit. You will, I guarantee you will have a much better day, a much better life, and you will feel much better about yourself because you're connecting three aspects of your mind, body, and spirit while you're doing this. And when you're connecting the three aspects, no other thought processes can come in because your mind is fully full with what you're doing. So, Kimberly, can you just repeat that again about connecting the breath and the touch and everything um, for the audience, because I really want them to take this home and really, really, you know, try to incorporate it into their life.
0: So this exercise, I say to people, it's it's a way to say hi to yourself. And you're working with just three parts of your body, your upper chest, your your middle torso, and your belly button. And you just rest your hand on your body and breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth so you feel your breath expand under where your hand is. And as you do that, you pay attention to what is really happening in your body. Is that part moving? Is that part not moving? Do You don't even like that part. You want to put your hand somewhere else. Or do you all of a sudden feel emotion there? So if you could do that to each part, the top, the upper chest, the middle, and the belly button, if you even just took three breaths into each area each day, once a day, I promise you you will have a different experience of your life because it's like you're saying hello to yourself, all of you, not just your mind. You know, most of us get up and our mind is active. This is activating a different part of your mind, a part of you, That doesn't think about just where I need to go and how I need to get there. The part of you that is working on regulating your body, activating your breath with with prana and chi to keep us alive and touch. Touch is so important. We know how important it is to touch babies as they're growing. Yeah. You're touching yourself. You're touching your little baby inside of you even, just saying hi Because many of us have, you know, we have wounds inside of us, inside of our body. And
1: many of us don't touch ourselves. You know what I mean? In an aspect, we don't touch ourselves where it's nourishing. We touch ourselves because we're putting lotion or oil or, you know, something on to do something so we can get to something else. But we really don't touch ourselves like the baby. We don't nurture our baby, our internal baby. And this is a wonderful way to do that.
0: Right. Yes, Absolutely.
1: Oh just oh this is just so so yummy. I I I'm I'm just eating it up and I you know of course with me being the person I am and all about holistic health and wellness and natural healing and and how powerful and I'm really emphasizing powerful it can be for us in, in with regards to how healthy and well we can be and what we can achieve by doing these natural things It's phenomenal, and I could talk about this all day long. But, of course, you know, we have time constraints as life brings upon us. So I also um, want, before we get cut for time, I also want you to, um, you mentioned you have a blueprint for living a connective life, and it takes people through a five-step process. Can you just briefly tell us
0: about that? Um, sure. This, this is a, um, a way that I work with people that involves the network spinal analysis and the somato-respiratory integration organized in such a way that people can understand what it is that, that we're doing, these different steps. So the blueprint involves just helping you understand, again, your body and your history. Then, then it helps you reconnect and release the tension that's built up in your body. Then you start finding your emotions and your emotional range so that you can expand that range. So you might feel more pain, but you're going to feel more joy too. Or you might not feel more pain. You just might feel more joy. So working with the emotions. And then once we have that baseline understanding of ourselves, we can really get into what changes need to be made in our life. Is, is my relationship working? Is my diet working? This is the time people start looking at other health practitioners like Ayurvedic health pra- practitioners or homeopathy. What other things can support my healing? And then once we're full and we can really feel good in ourselves, then we need to know what what is our contribution to the world. And so those are the five steps. Some people come in with certain steps already more developed. You might know what your your place is in the world, but you might know you have a lot of tension in your body that you have to release. So that's just a quick summary of how I work with people.
1: I love that. I I mean, you just, like I said, I could talk to you and definitely will bring you back on the show because you have so much to share. And it's so in connection and in tune with what I do and how I feel. And you've actually opened up, believe it or not, some things for me. I love the the um the touch, the, the connecting with, you know, your breath and the touch and connecting with your body. I absolutely love that. And as you were talking us through it or explaining it to us, I was sitting here doing it myself and it's amazing because I was like, Wow, you know that 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 area doesn't move as much as it should, or as much as I think it should. You know, as I'm taking these deep inhalations and exhalations, or you know, or wow, that area is really moving and feeling really grooving and good. You know, it, it, it's just, uh, I think he's given us some very, very good, insightful, empowering information that anybody listening today can immediately take this information and utilize it in their life and I mean immediately basically after we're done with the show they can sit back at their desk or in their car or lay down or wherever the case may be and do what you just taught us to do and really begin to experience the the juiciness behind it and how good they will feel and so before I close out the show I want people to be able to connect with you um reach out to you. I mean, I know you, you're, you know, we're not all in Minnesota dog on it, but, <laughs> but you know, with our technology today, we're all accessible. So tell everyone out there listening how they can get more of you. If you have any, you know, any products or anything, just, just, you know, your website and, and how they yes. can connect with you.
0: Well, my website is KimberlyBurkus.com, and you can connect with me through my website. I am in the process of working on developing some classes that I'm going to be offering, some teleclasses. So even if you live far away, that you would be able to continue this learning if it's of interest to you. So you can just go to KimberlyBurkus.com. KimberlyBurkis.com, and there will be contact. Um, the email is info at com and we will be happy to get you um, get you on our list if that's what you want and then we can, as, as our new classes and things get developed, we can let you know about them. Um, that workbook that I talked about I also have at my office. So if you wanted to just contact me directly uh, for that, I could get that out to you too, and I'd love to keep in touch with you if you uh, if you want to want to know more about this it's wonderful life changing life changing work.
1: Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you so much. And okay, you guys out there, um, I'm going to restate how you can get in contact with Kimberly. Of course, it's triple W, and she doesn't spell her name Kimberly any nouveau, nouveau way. It's just, hey, I am like money, be like boy, E-R-L-Y. Berkus is be like boy, E-R-K-U-S-Like-Sam dot com. And you can also connect with her via email at info, I-N-Like-Nancy, F-O, At KimberlyBurkis.com, I suggest if you are highly interested in having a better life and improving how you feel and getting in touch with whatever it is that you need to release, um, mind and body, then I highly recommend that you get in contact with Kimberly. And she will be more than happy to help you in any way that she can. Um, And, you know, like what I said, technology is fabulous. It's a curse, but it's also fabulous. Um, I'm just going (laughs) to just put it out there. Um, And with technology today, you don't need to be in Minnesota. You can be in China and still connect with Kimberly, or you can be in South Africa, wherever in the world. Uh, But you do have to be on planet Earth because we don't have technology that can reach into the outer spaces yet. (laughs) (laughs) But um, with that, I would just like to take this time to thank you so very much, Kimberly, for being a guest on the, the show today. We thoroughly enjoyed your information. I know I did, and I know the listeners did, too. And with that, I'm going to say I am Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous. You are listening to Blissful Living. And in closing, I would like to thank you for listening. Thank our special guest kimberly i'm wishing you all much health and wellness in your life and as i like to say i like to bring peace to your body peace to your body wellness to your body i'm sorry i'm all twisted i would like to say i like to bring peace to your mind wellness to your body and tranquility to your spirit have a wonderful rest of the day everyone and thank you for listening to blissful living goodbye
0: You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.